Hey guys, welcome to the Random Podcast Show. I'm your host, Zach Killian. Today we have a special guest in the house, or on the phone. Uh, this is his first uh, telephone interview, so hopefully it goes well. Uh, this is uh, my aunt, Stacy James Mayo. She was made some albums, uh, been to Miss Texas, she went to Miss America, uh, she had a lot of good stuff to say and different things. So, introduce yourself. How are you? Hello. Uh, yes, my name is Stacy Mayo, and I am Zach's aunt. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to keep it professional. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So. Do you want me to tell you a little bit about how I, I guess, got started in the music when I was yeah. younger? So, I guess, really, I mean, I started singing when I was young, a young girl. I like to perform. And when I was in the eighth grade, I was in a group. Um, at, it was kind of a dancey singing group in my middle school. And it was called the Pride Group. And I got my first solo. And I really enjoyed singing in front of a crowd. And I just kind of, I knew that that was something that I enjoyed. And so then I got into high school and I became part of choir. And in our high school, we had a pageant called the Miss Texas High Pageant. And so I did that, and that was my first pageant experience. And it was, I'm not really a pageant person, but I remember when I did that, I was about 15 or 16, and I, I thought it was cool. I mean, it was fun, it was exhilarating. I got to sing on stage, which was cool. Um, there was an interview with judges, which was nerve-wracking, but also kind of thrilling. And it was just a fun experience. So I, I won Miss Texas High, and then I ended up competing in the Miss Texas um, pageant because I became Miss Texarkana, which is where I'm from. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the pageant world is an interesting world. I was a part of the Miss America organization, which I'm a huge advocate for, the scholarship pageant. Um, there's a lot of different pageant systems out there um, that I don't know if that's about. But for me, in the Miss America system, it was about, A, talent, B, uh, promoting a platform in your community, and mine happened to be Alzheimer's awareness because my grandmother had Alzheimer's. So it was something, you know, near and dear to my heart. So I was able to raise money for that, and it was really, and it's scholarship, so by the time I won Miss Texas, I had competed twice in Miss Texas, and I went to Miss Arkansas because Texas is a two-state city, and so I was first starting up at Miss Arkansas in the year 2000, and I really... That was really the year that turned for me because I thought that I can really win this. And I wanted to be Miss Texas because I'm from the Texas side. So the next year I went and I won. And um, I sang Man of La Mancha as my talent piece. Yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I'm that cool <laughs> outfit, honey bowls thing. Yeah. And I went to Miss America that September in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I remember that Tuesday we were going to rehearsal. We were getting dressed. And we looked on the TV, and Twin Towers had been hit. So it was, everybody remembers where they were at yeah. that point, and that's where I was, being yeah. from Miss America, an hour and a half away from where, you know, the ball was off. Um, and it was, you know, they almost canceled the Miss America pageant, but we decided to do it anyway, because we were fine for something we had worked so hard for, and the terrorists were, you know, trying to destroy Something like that. Yeah. And so we voted to continue the pageant. And Tony Danza hosted it. And we were the first program 
that following Saturday that was on television live, aside from the news. All right, I know that. I know that actually. I know that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it was just an amazing experience. The girls were very bonded. We ended up writing a book afterwards. Each state contestant had a chapter in the book. Mm-hmm. Just kind of about our experience. It was something else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and so the present world to me opened up so many doors for me and it changed my life. It made me grow up in many ways. I was able to travel across the state of Texas that year, um, promoting school programs, speaking to people of all ages, promoting all over the world. I got to sing and promote my talent. Mm-hmm. across the state, and I even got to go to Washington, D.C. to lobby for Alzheimer's fundraising and awareness, and I got to sing on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and a candlelight vigil, which is a memory I'll never forget. Yeah. What, um... Um, yeah. Um, I know you, you met some celebrities, haven't you? Right, as... this. Yeah, um, so. here in the Texas, I got yeah. to meet uh, lots of different people. I mean, one that comes to mind is actually in D.C. at that Alzheimer's candlelight vigil. I met David Hyde Pierce. Oh, yeah. On Frazier. Yeah. He's a huge Alzheimer's advocate, and so we got to chat. How was he? What was um, he like? Got... Oh, what was he like? Oh, he was funny. I mean, he was, oh, a lot of what character he portrayed on Frazier as far as how he talks and really that funny. Yeah. Very nice. Awesome. So, what is, uh, celebrities have you met? Gosh, I don't know. Was that the only one? About four or five or six that year in Texas, I guess, here and there. And then then when I was in Nashville doing some music stuff, I got to meet, you know, a lot of people at that point. Yeah. I remember meeting Blake Shelton when he was at a mullet, and he hadn't made one album yet. I met him in a studio in Nashville, and I remember thinking, God, I think I was tall. Oh. Um, we'll get to the music part in a second. Um, back to the, uh, talking about pageants, what was your, uh, process or preparation for those? Like, what did you do to prepare for the talent or yeah. interview? Do you have to, like, learn up on mm-hmm. current events? Um, my main thing, and I work with girls today, and the main thing you have to work on is your speaking ability and your communication, and interview with the judges is very important. That's something that the public doesn't see. But it's one of the most important parts of the pageant. You walk in and you have a group of judges and they ask you questions. Uh, they can ask you anything based on um, your platform or your resume. And they can ask you anything for what you on the in the world, et cetera, et cetera. So you really have to prepare yourself for that and how to handle certain things. Mm-hmm. So I worked a lot on that. I worked on my talent um, and community service and going out to the community and doing things. Yeah. Speaking and and of course, our, you know, physical fitness is a part of this American budget. Mm-hmm. That's good for anybody. It's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, not what it's all about. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking of the uh, Seinfeld episode where Kramer's uh, training that girl, Miss Rhode Island. That episode. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking of it like that. <laughs> um, That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Also on pageants, you know, there's movies and, you know, TV shows kind of poke fun of it. Uh, how do you feel about okay. those? Like Miss Congeniality? Just, I like that movie, okay. but 
Oh, yeah. I had a nickel for every time someone asked me, was this America like this? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the answer is absolutely not. Now, again, what I said earlier, I can only get in the Miss America pageant. There might be some pageants that are like this geniality out there. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But the Miss America pageant um, is very much like running for political office in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Very professional. Um, you know, it, you want to look your best, but you want to look the best when you go on a job interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's really about so much more and so much more that the public doesn't see, unfortunately. Yeah. But when I went in Texas, I won enough scholarship money that paid for all my law school. Oh, so yeah. So I never paid a penny in my law school, and that's always something I like to say to people. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a lot of people don't think Yeah, a lot of girls do the Miss America pageant for scholarship reasons. They know they might not yeah. actually win the title, but they do it because they enjoy community service or they enjoy, you know, performing on stage. So they understand that they might receive some scholarship money that helps them in college. And it really is that. Yeah. I think a lot of people will forget that that you get scholarships, and a lot of those girls are probably really smart, you know, trying to get their way through college. Right. You absolutely have to be in to be in the system, and that's what gets me the most is the negative stereotype that pageant girls are going to see. Yeah. Um, in the Miss America system, they're not. Oh, yeah. Um, so I want to get back to you meeting Blake, Blake Shelton the first time. He's like a yeah. big, big deal now. What was that like? I didn't even know you met him. <laughs> Oh, and it was just for a few minutes. It's when um, I was in Nashville after law school. I went to law school after I went to Texas and used my scholarship money. And I went for two years. During that time, I was also making music. And I was in Nashville at one point, and I remember being in a studio, and he came in with his agent. And he was very nice, that country, country voice in that moment, in that cowboy hat. (laughs) He was a nobody then. Yeah. That's crazy. That's funny. <laughs> um, so, talking about uh, making music, you made some albums, both secular, quote-unquote, uh, Christian and Christian albums. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was your first album? What was that like? What was it called? Was it? I forgot. I don't even remember. Gravity. Gravity. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Was- in fact, well, in law school, I was writing songs for that album. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so give us the process of that uh, first album, uh, like the music. Did you help make the music, or what was the music part of it like? Yeah, I mean, one thing for me is that I, I love to sing different types of music, all different types. Yeah. So it's always been hard for me to nail down a specific type of music for me to sing, like a specific genre. Yeah. But when yeah. I was, I mean, I guess I was about 23, 24 when I wrote songs for my first album, and they were very, um, at that time, I really listened to a lot of Norja. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of that, I mean, it was pop, but more jazzy and soft, like kind of intimate feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel like that's kind of where a lot of my songs came from. Um, relationship type songs. Yeah. So you wrote your own lyrics? But, okay. Yeah, on most of the songs, I'm, I wrote the songs. Cool. Uh, yeah. So as, because, you know, you know I'm, I make some music, but my songwriting, I don't really know how. <laughs> um, what, what kind of 
how'd you go into writing like a song and like lyrics at least? Like, what do you, what would what did you do going to that mindset? Yeah, and you know, I'm not the best songwriter. I it's songwriting hard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, um, you kind of have to have either a a theme and get your words down in a rhythmic some sort of order, and then put the music with it, or you already have the tune, mm-hmm. and then you find your words to put it with it. Yeah. I love to write. Um. Period, just like writing blogs or writing my thoughts out. But songwriting is difficult because you have to put all those, you know, in a rhythm and you have to make them fit. Mm-hmm. But you just have to have, you know, your ideas and you just got to put them down on paper and see how it works. It's like writing a poem. Um, and then you have to kind of have a groove in mind and just how to put it together. There's really no exact equation. You just kind of have to feel it. Yeah. So, uh, performing live with the songs that you wrote, you know, the band, you know, made music with, what was that like, performing those? I remember going to the CD release party, Adam Sandler was, oh, yeah. my showed up, but he didn't. <laughs> but what was that like, though, performing those songs that you made, or helped make, helped create? Uh, you know, at that point in my life, I was performing with the band, the Stacey James band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we travel around, and... We did some stuff in Dallas and Little Rock, it's kind of regional. Um, and it was fun singing the songs. I mean, it was different. It's very different from singing with a band. is very different from live theater yeah. that I do now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but it was fun. I mean, and I still, on occasion, uh, I like to sing, like, at events or fundraisers or something. I like to sing with a band. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I don't miss the, the travel though. Traveling is hard when you're traveling to band. That's that's a hard lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot of bands say say it's kind of hard. Uh, you know, traveling with the same people all the time, away from your family and you know friends for a long time. Right. That can be hard. Because um, at that time I was I got engaged to Ben. Yeah. He's my husband now. <laughs> yep. And that was really hard. I mean, Especially at the point when I was going back and forth to Nashville, because I had sent, I'd made my Gravity CD, and then I had been going back and forth to Nashville trying to promote it, and the connections just kind of happened, and the doors opened, and I got to meet Bill and Gloria Gaither. Um, that's when all that happened, and then I was able to do some stuff in Nashville with them, and I was I traveled and sang to them a little bit on some of their things. Stages in front of like 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. And they, but it was hard, you know, because I was mm-hmm. away from them. We were married then. Yeah. Um, but then that's what got me into the Christian album, though. I mean, I've always loved, obviously, Christian music. I'm a Christian. And yeah. I got involved with songwriters in Nashville that wrote Christian music. And we kind of came up with some stuff. And Benji Gaither, who's Bill and Gloria's son, he and I collaborated with um, Jeff Sylvie, and we did some recording in Nashville in the studio, and we started just hunkering down, we made a Christian CD, mm-hmm. and I actually made some of it here in Texarkana at a studio called Smart Studios that I've used for years yeah. with Chip Ricker and Frank Pryor, and I kind of ended it up here, fine-tuning it so I didn't have to travel so much. Yeah. And came out with the Christian city called This Side of Heaven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
what was the recording process for that? Was it different than, you know, doing Gravity? Um, there was really no difference as far as the recording process. Mm -hmm. The two albums are night and day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there are some really cool songs on the Christian CD. There's a song called Pulse of the Planet. I really like that song. I didn't write that song, but it's a cool song. Yeah. Um, on the Christian album, did you write, did y'all write, like, Christian songs, or was it covers, or? Um, no, they, but they were original. Uh -huh. Um, I'm trying to remember if I wrote one or two on the Christian album. I'm, I think I did, but a lot of them were professional songwriters in Nashville, and we listened to, gosh, lots of songs. Um, mm -hmm. and then you just kind of find one that really hits you. Yeah. But then after that, um, let's see, I made some homecoming videos, too, in Nashville with the Gators, which was interesting. Yeah. Cool experience. <laughs> and then I came back home and just realized that traveling was very hard. And so yeah. I had an appearance in Mount Hermon, California that I did with Ben. He got to go with me, and I was a Christian artist there. It was so much fun. Yeah. And then several months later, I was booked. Thing in Canada for this thing, and Canada? here in Texarkana at our rap, oh. there was an audition for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. So I am a huge Disney fan. I love, I love singing that music too. That's why I said I'm very versatile and from the different types of things. Yeah. So I auditioned for that. And I got the part of Belle. Oh yeah. And so I had to cancel the Canada trip, and I stayed, and I was. Bell in the production of Beating the Beast, and I absolutely loved it. Yeah, you were awesome in that, by the way. I'm not just saying that. Hey, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was in 2007, I guess. That long ago? Dang. Yeah. Time goes by fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like yesterday. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. And then you've done a few other musical projects. I remember Mary Poppins. That was the most recent one, I remember. Yeah. The text rep is um, our rep here in town, Texas County Rescue Company. Mm -hmm. So after I did Beauty and the Beast, I continued to do something singing wise, but you know, in my personal life, Ben and I had, we got pregnant and I had David. Mm -hmm. And then Alexis came along. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, yeah. there was three years difference between that and all this time, you know, it was, I mean, I had children, and so I kind of yeah. had to be here, be home. Yeah. Which I loved. Yeah. David is now eight, and Alexis is four. Dang. <laughs> you know, you always kind of get that. Yeah. It's addictive, you know, singing and being on stage, so yeah. I was, was definitely missing it. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of got back into the community doing some things as far as putting on fundraisers, putting on events, and then... Text rep had a show auditions for Spam a Lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I auditioned for that and I got Winifred, the Lady of the Lake, the Diva. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my first show. Oh, and then my first show, excuse me, Beauty and the Beast was not my first show. Oh, was it? 2004, putting it together was actually my first show with Text rep. Huh. I don't think I saw that one. Yeah, and that was way back. <laughs> yeah. Ben and I were just engaged at that point. But anyway, 
So I'd, I had done two shows with Sex Rap. So by the time Sam Alot came around, I had not done a show in a while. So I got I got the Lady of the Lake part, and Sam Alot was an oh my gosh, an unbelievable experience. It was so fun, great show, each cast, funny, funny musical. And at this point, I was on the board for Sex Rap here. I served, I served on several boards here in town. Um, kind of come and gone on several of states with Tech Strap and on the board. And I became president of the board for two years. And currently, I'm business manager. So it's really my full-time goal is to be business manager for Tech Strap and all financials and running off with it. Um, but then after Spam a lot, I did uh, a play called God of Carnage. What was that about? And then I did Legally Blind. I was Brooke. <laughs> so fun. Great musical. And then after Legally Blonde, um, I was Mary Poppins last summer. Yeah. And so currently we are, we open in two weeks for Young Frankenstein. And I'm Elizabeth, the bride of Frankenstein. Yeah, so the play, the, I, I mean, when I was really young, like when I, I went to Baylor, so when I was 18, 19, 20, I mean, my, you know, everybody has their dream. My dream was to, be on Broadway. Oh, yeah? Um, that didn't happen, and that's okay, but for me, <laughs> text rep here in town is, is the rep here that I have is very much my Broadway, and it's very fun because they get to perform in front of my family and friends, and it's, yeah. um, it's exactly the musical that Broadway does, except it's scaled down for us, and we do yeah. we do pretty much everything that they do, except it's us down here, and it's so fun. Yeah, it's pretty much the same as Broadway, so you're not too far from that. Right. So, you say it's you a kinda, lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, recently, you did a Shrek the Musical for the Children's Theater, which I went to, which yes. I was impressed by it. Cause I was we also there. have, yeah, that, um, a, we have several theaters here in town. Um, one is called the Silver Moon, and it's a children's theater, and I just played the Dragon. It's their Shrek production, and yeah. Dave and my son played Sissy Boots. Oh, yeah. He's been in some stuff, too. He did also uh, the Jungle Book of Oh, really? Yeah, and he was um, in Chocolate, Willy Wonka and Chocolate Factory. Cool. So, you know, like, lots of singing dance, too. So it's yeah. just a family affair. <laughs> yeah. Has, uh, <coughs> has David gotten that acting bug yet, or do you think he'll yeah, get it? Yeah, I mean, he actually does kind of have it because he's been watching the Disney Channel, you know, the, not the cartoons, but the real people shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be an actor. Uh, but he enjoys the stage. I think it's good for any kid, honestly, yeah. to have experience on the stage. It opens you up. It, you're collaborating with others. You're having to memorize. It's a, it's a bunch of different skill sets that can help a child in school and in the future, really, whether they want to be an actor or not. Yeah. But, well, uh, you know, I'm a big advocate for arts education, Yeah. obviously. Yeah. So um, uh, when you did the Shrek the Musical, what was it like working with the kids? Uh did you like? Oh, I loved it. Did you give them advice, or did they give you advice on it? Uh, well, or is it both? <laughs> yeah. First of all, kids are like sponges. I mean, they soak up every single thing, yeah. and they can do things that adults it would take them weeks and weeks to do. It would take a kid like two days. Yeah, those kids because are they don't have the stress and the mindset that an adult <laughs> thinks about too much. Yeah, and doesn't do that. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of talent here in Texarkana that I'm um, around. Yeah. Um, and even Shrek was unbelievable. Yeah. Kids are amazing. Yeah, I was really surprised because I didn't really 
think anything of it. I was like, oh, cheers, Peter. It'll be all right. But I was actually pretty impressed. I actually enjoyed it. So it was like yeah. nice surprise. Um, so, uh, so you had a a record label, right? Stacy James Records. Yeah. Called. We'll talk a little bit about that. When I was in law school, uh, my dad and I decided that, and mom decided that we wanted to, you know, own some of the rights or all the rights to the album. Mm-hmm. Um, since I had written the songs and everything, and we got copyrights to all of it, we just thought it made sense to own our own recording label. Yeah. That's pretty smart. So we called LLC and named it Stacy Sudan Records. Oh yeah, that's right, Stacy. Um, do I ever assign any other people to it, or is it just you? <laughs> it was just me, but yeah. we did have many thoughts, and there were many people that we 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 could have gone that route, but you know, one of those things. It was something that we didn't pursue at the time. Yeah. Do you, you kind of wish you did pursue it? That you could have helped other people, or. With at least like well, it's funny getting exposure. Now, as I've gotten older, I do do a lot of recruiting and I do a lot of helping others. Yeah, teaching others, and I, and I find great joy in that. Mm-hmm. So I just we, I really don't have any regrets about not doing it on the label, but I feel like I do that now. Yeah. In a community setting and yeah, stuff like that. You're kind of inspiring other people to be creative, you know, music, art, different stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's just fulfilling almost really. Yeah. Um, so when you were doing records, you were, you know, big into music, uh, big into doing music and stuff, all that, all that. Uh, was there other labels that were interested in you, or did they call you or talk to you or anything like that? Yeah, I had several in the Nashville area call me. Um, and we had meetings and set up. I remember I went to this guy's house that was the man who reunited. Thing for him in his living room. <laughs> oh, yeah? Uh, I mean, there are a lot of things that could have happened, but it's just one of those things that you really have to live in Nashville. Yeah. And I just couldn't do that because then my husband owns a family business here in town. Yeah. It's one of those things you kind of had to weigh and balance your priorities, and I made a choice. My choice was to stay in Texas where our business was and have a family, and, and I can always sing. Yeah. So I don't think you ever worried about that, not having a record label or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is not good. I really wasn't. I mean, yeah. I like also have to upgrade the album or something. Yeah. You, with a record label, you really have to be 100% committed to that. I mean, you're, you, um, uh, yeah, you're So, making the secular album, uh, Christian album, uh, which one did you enjoy making more, if, if you had... Um, you know, this, um, we can talk about, I forgot about it for now, but I, I made a third album, my most recent album was called Back to Base. That's oh. a hymn album. Oh, yeah. When was that released? That was released a couple of years ago, and I did a Christmas album before that. I really enjoyed doing the Christmas album uh, because I brought in a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, on a label, I brought in a lot of people to the community that are so talented. Well, I great music. I was so yeah. And we traveled around and did, so that was a lot of fun. But I really enjoyed doing the MCD too. Yeah. We just stripped it down and my friend Chip Ricker, who I mentioned earlier, he's an phenomenal piano player and he just played all the piano and I arranged all the hymns. Yeah. Um, they were medleys. 
and I really enjoy doing that and promoting that in the community because really people of all ages really love those old hymns. Yeah. Yeah, I like to some of those really old hymns too. That was really a cool thing for me. Did you ever think about making music as a career? Like, maybe before you got married, did you think about that? Yeah, I mean, to me, when I started pageants, when I was 15 or 16, I mean, yeah, that was what I thought I would do. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I wanted to be on Broadway, and then you just kind of go where you have doors opening and, and, and different, you know, you have to make different choices, and you just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. But then when I won Miss after I won Miss Texas, I realized I also like to work. I like to um, the professional part of, of life. I guess I really enjoy um, just being in a professional setting, and so that's why I ended up one going to law school. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad's a lawyer, but I enjoyed. I was a political science major in college. I enjoyed politics and that sort of thing. So I really at that time in my life felt a little but I always sing, and I always love to entertain, and I always feel like you something with that. Yeah. So. But to this day, I mean, I feel like my yeah. career is music. It's, it's, it's more than music, really. I feel like I've made my career in the performing arts and art education. So, I guess you could say you did kind of, you know, uh, follow your dreams, you know, been on musicals, you made music, you know, pageants. Uh, what advice would you give? For people who want to be, or girls to be pageants, or anybody who wants to start uh, getting into the music scene, like starting writing songs or making music, what advice would you say yeah. if you want to get started? Well, first of all, I would just say, you know, just get out there and do it and be yourself and try to do what you love to do and then, you know, find out about yourself and what are your strengths and your weaknesses and don't let anybody bring you down. Yeah. Have confidence in yourself and then research what you are wanting to do. I mean, whether you're wanting to long run or go to Nashville, um, research your avenues and your choices so you're intelligent about, um, you know, decisions and choices that you have to make. There's the artistic side of music and then there's the other side, the business side. You all have to be aware of both. Yeah. Um, but definitely follow your dreams and music is such a huge part of life. Yes. YouTube is such a big thing right now. See, I didn't have to do that when I was doing all this stuff, but you know, making videos and promoting yourself is just seen. Yeah. Uh yeah, definitely what I've learned lately is like don't be afraid to get out there, you know, don't be afraid to share, you know, your music right. or you know, podcast. <laughs> uh, you know That's what you're doing right now. Yeah. I got inspired, you know, something I wanted to do and you know, is you know, my what's stopping me, you know, nothing's stopping me, so why not do it? See what happens Absolutely. from there. So so yeah, so the internet can be a beautiful thing. Yep. And we're on iTunes now, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Even though That's awesome. it doesn't it's not that hard to get on iTunes, but to me it's a big deal. <laughs> um Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud of you, nephew. Thank you, Aunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I guess if you had any advice, you could, if yourself now could go back in time, maybe when you start mm-hmm. uh, first started like making music and stuff with gravity or whatever, yeah. or maybe even with pageants, what would you tell yourself? 
<laughs> That's a um, cliche question, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, uh, I think about it all the time. Back in my later twenties, when I was trying to do all this, there were times when I was frustrated with how things were going, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of discontent. That like, what should I be doing? Am I going down the right road? Yeah. But really, now you know, I'm 37, huh? <laughs> so I look back, and I really have no regrets because every single step I took led me to the next one. I mean, it was all a journey. Mm-hmm. And at this point in my life, I'm more really than I ever have been. I mean, I, I'm able to look back at all that I did and realize that it all had a meaning, it all had a purpose. Yeah. And I really don't don't look back and think I wish I had done that differently. I mean, said there's some specific, specific things, sure, I could have done differently, but you know, the big picture is that I that I like what I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you learn from your mistakes, right? Absolutely. I think like through all that, you know, what what advice would you give someone? I don't know, maybe weird or not, but someone wanted to get be like start like Christian band, start Christian worship songs. Uh, yeah. Do you have anything you'd say to them or advice or things you learned from that that you would say? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, to, you know, being in Nashville and the Christian music scene when I was there, I learned several things. Uh huh. One, that there's a lot of people involved in the Christian music industry that are not real. Uh, they are their Christian faith is is very fake. It's all about the music and not about the message. And to me, what makes Christian music different from all other sorts of music is that the message is clear. Yeah, it's great. If, you know, you want the music to be a, a beautiful rhythm, a beautiful instrument, um, but it's all about the message. Yeah. So I guess my advice is when you want to sing Christian music, make sure that your heart's not like that. Yeah. When it is, it will show through. Yeah. One of the podcasts I listen to is a Bad Christian podcast, but it's pretty good, but they're in a band called Emory, which is one of my favorite bands, but they talk about uh, a lot of the bands they toured with that were kind of in the Christian, rock, hardcore music scene, you know, so a lot of them, like, wouldn't call themselves Christians anymore, and so it's just kind of yeah. interesting. Uh, I guess it's just for show, just maybe sometimes just to get seats, people yeah, in the seats and stuff. It's a, sometimes it doesn't feel like, when I was there in Nashville, I felt like a lot of people were playing in the Christian music field because that was the door that opened for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I talked about that earlier, the ones that opened the door, but in Christian music, you really have to believe that message. So during that time, did you have like, uh, did you feel like you had your faith tested? During that time? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'd get hit on all the time by men in the Christian music industry. Oh, well. <laughs> I knew I was married, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. Faith was tested. And that's one reason I kind of, I mean, I bowed out because yeah. uh, I, that was a disappointment and kind of frustration I was talking about earlier. And you're going to get that wherever you go. It's how you implement it. I just felt like I didn't do Get away from some of that. Yeah. Of course, there's so many that are wonderful, wonderful Christians that are saying Christian music. Yeah, definitely. But just a few rotten apples <laughs> in the bunch. But, right. Yeah. And then you hear about like pastors getting caught with sexual immorality, you know. So just. And I feel like theater, live theater, and Christian music, mm-hmm. in some ways, have a, 
from an artistic standpoint, I have a lot in common because you really have to have that real passion for both. Yeah. Live theater, you're telling that story. In Christian music, you're trying to get that message across. You're passionate about your faith. Mm-hmm. And it all comes across in artistry. Um, Since we're talking about musicals, you've been in several. Mm-hmm. If you could win a Tony for any role that you did, what would you like it to be? What would you accept? <laughs> What would your acceptance speech be, just for fun? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you have it. I'm sure you have it planned out. I'm sure you've thought about this many times. <laughs> oh gosh, there's so many musicals that I love. Um, I always like to spam a lot, and that was just great. Yeah. And Mary Poppins, I mean, it's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Um, my acceptance speech would have a lot to do with my faith and yeah. the Lord leading me, and then my family. Yeah. Cool. I have a very supportive husband. Yeah. He's very nice. The supportive nephew. <laughs> That's right, supportive nephew. <laughs> yeah. And mom and dad and sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was going to uh, speak about musicals again and all that acting. Uh, do you like going into like another character that's not yourself that you get to play oh, like someone else? Idea. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's um, an escape in some ways. You get to see someone totally different, and it's, it's fun. Yep. You get to be a villain or a crazy person, and that was a pretty boring life, so it's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't start method acting on the crazy rules. <laughs> um, yeah, the one I'm playing now is really funny. Yeah. Um, have you ever seen Mel Brooks, Young Frankenstein? Yeah, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen that movie, Young Frankenstein, so. <laughs> oh, you need to see it. Yeah. Mel Brooks wrote the original movie with Steve Wilder, and he also wrote the musical. So the musical is done take on it. Yeah, cool. So, um, anything you want to plug? Any organizations that you work with you want to promote? or? plays or anything you want to promote? Gosh, just, I don't know. Everybody can go to C-X-R-E-P, and then you can go to our Facebook page and like it. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Texarkana River Yeah. Awesome. That's what I'm plugging these days. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have a Facebook music page, Stacey James Mayo. Oh, yeah. You can like that. <laughs> so you still do music around town or something? Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, you know, the theater takes a big shot, but we also I do fundraisers all the time. In fact, last uh, September, we did a show called The Captain. Uh-huh. A lot of fun. Four of us are all here in town. It's a whole bit. It's a cool. Real, really great. We did it in the country. But awesome. But, yeah, I mean, I think all the time. I think it's a feel. I have no emptiness as far as not being able to be creative. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm very glad. Yeah. We talked about, um, in our first episode, we talked about kind of Christians, you know, and kind of media, Christian media and stuff, how uh-huh. some of it's not very creative. And like, you know, it's, you know we're called to be creative because, you know, back in Renaissance, Absolutely. you know, Christians like made the most beautiful art and the, like awesome songs, but now, you know, it doesn't seem that way. So we talked, 
in that po- episode, I'm plugging my own podcast, but <laughs> in that episode, uh-huh. we talked about, you know, we need to be more creative, kind of get outside the box. Sometimes, like, it feels forced, like, in movies or songs sometimes, I, at least to me. Um, but, yeah, so. Well, God is the, God is the yeah. most creative. Yeah. He created the world, you know what I mean? I mean, artistry yeah. and creativity is. Yeah, definitely. So much the world. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which I believe he created. So. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you for being on this podcast, answering questions. Yeah, sure, thank you. It's a fun interview. Hope you enjoyed it too. I sure did. Thank you. You're welcome. So, this is my interview with my aunt, Stacy James Mayo. Uh, you can check out her stuff that she said earlier. Text rep, uh, Stacy James Mayo, Facebook. All right. Well, guess we'll call it a night. Bye.